Hello and welcome to the Balancing Pact podcast, a place to chat about fitness, nutrition, health, faith and life and balancing it all. We make weekly packs to keep each other accountable while implementing small habits to keep us happy and healthy. I am your host, Jemima, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello. So today I am going to delve into the big picture of nutrition and eating for health. This is obviously a huge topic and today's episode could go on forever, but I really just want to scratch the surface, challenge your current restrictive dieting habits and just give you some more super practical tips and applications to improve your food habits and your relationship with food as well. I want to start off this episode by saying that food is good. Food fuels our bodies, nourishes our bodies, and it should be celebrated. From family dinners, celebrations, brunch with your friends, or cooking your favorite meal at home, there is enjoyment and fulfillment that comes from food. And it's my hope that you can see and experience that to the full. Without stress and anxiety and guilt because of your restrictive diets, or the idea that some foods are bad for you. I want to make a note on restricting here. I think everyone has gone on a health kick before or wanted to diet to lose weight. And the focus is always on restriction or taking things away, taking things out of your diet. People tend to think that cutting things out is the answer. They're always looking straight to low carb or keto sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, fat-free, whatever it is, people are always looking to cut things out. The focus should be on addition, adding more into your diet. Ask yourself, where can you add more nutrients? How can you add more variety? And how can you add more enjoyment? The fact is, nobody wants to be told to eat more veggies. But that's honestly the best thing you can do for your nutrition habits, adding more veggies. In general, vegetables are some of the most nutritionally dense food, along with certain animal products like liver, but no thank you to that. I feel like we've been conditioned to dislike veggies, and honestly, I've only recently learned how you can make a delicious meal packed full of veggies maybe even no meat, and still have it taste really good. I also want to add here that I am not vegetarian or vegan. I don't enjoy meat that much, and I'm very conscious of basing my diet off of plants first and animal products second. I don't believe in an either-or situation for health when it comes to animal products or not. But it's important to be educated either way and make adjustments based on your dietary choices. If you do switch to vegan or even vegetarian, it is really important to seek advice from a professional, your doctor or a dietitian, just to make sure that your diet is still well-rounded and you're not missing out on any of the really important vitamins or minerals that we often get from the meat in our diet. So before I get stuck into the practical applications of creating a balanced diet, I do want to mention that, of course, there are some things that we want to limit in our diet. I'm not saying cut out, 
but just to be mindful of and to limit it. One of those things is saturated fats and trans fats. So when it comes to mono and polyunsaturated fats, go for your life. They are great. But saturated fats can be a cause of concern if you are consuming too much of them. So saturated fats are found in animal fats and also palm and coconut oils. They're also found in dairy, so especially the full fat milk and cream. And in limiting saturated fats, if there is things in your diet that you have a lot every day, so for example, milk, I would recommend switching to the low fat option. It's a really easy switch and you don't really notice, but it is very important if you do drink a lot of milk. Another example is coconut milk. So I use coconut milk in my cooking quite a lot. So I always just choose the low fat option there because again, it's a really easy way to decrease the saturated fats that I am consuming. And lastly, one more example, if you eat meat regularly and you eat a lot of it, try to choose the lean options. So for example, with beef mince, there's always a very lean option. Normally they kind of rate it on a five star scale and it's really easy just to pick the lean mince option. With other meats, you might be able to trim the fat off yourself. But again, if you only have these occasionally, then it's not really a big issue. I wouldn't worry about the things that you don't eat every day and you don't have a lot of. I would never ask a waiter how much saturated fat is in the meal I want to order. And I don't worry about that at all. Wherever I can make changes, I do, but it's not a big cause of concern. And obviously everybody knows we also want to be mindful of how much salt and added sugars we are having. But the same principle goes, you don't need to cut it out. And you absolutely don't need to stress about having a little bit every day. Basically, my preference for these things is where it's easy to make a switch, then make the switch. But it's not worth getting worked up over and stressing over just because your, you know, your favorite snack has added sugars. That's fine. It's just about limiting over time. And of course, we do want to limit alcohol. And I know some people struggle with this a lot more than others, just in terms of like your social life. But again, it's just something to be mindful of. You don't have to cut it out completely and you shouldn't feel guilty about having these things either. Next up, I want to introduce to you some really important principles of good nutrition. And these are all very much connected and quite similar as well. But I'm going to keep them separate just so that we get a good idea of each principle and then we can work through them as one. So principle number one is adequacy. So this means that your food should supply your body with enough energy, that is calories, and enough of all the nutrients to meet your body's needs. So that one is quite simple. It's basically just about having enough food principle number two is balance we love that word here this one is just about eating enough but not too much of all the different food groups 
So you wouldn't base your entire diet off one food group like dairy, right? You want to have a bit of everything and keep it quite even as well. The third principle is energy control. So this is about controlling how many calories you're eating. So obviously with principle number one, adequacy, we want to consume enough energy, but we don't want to consume too much either. And this principle of energy control is really, really influenced by our next principle, which is nutrient density. So that is basically saying we want the most nutrients we can from the foods that we eat. If our diet has a lot of nutrient dense foods in it, we're much less likely to be eating too much in terms of that energy control principle we talked about before. So principle number five is moderation. This one I think is quite self-explanatory. Too much of anything can be an issue. I am a big believer in saying everything in moderation. And lastly, my favorite principle is variety. We want to be having a big variety of different foods. This way, we'll more likely get the variety of nutrients that we need and we can enjoy different things as well. Nothing grinds my gears more than gym bros eating chicken, rice and broccoli every single day and hashtagging health. We need variety in everything we eat. Obviously, these principles are all quite similar and very connected. But I think if you can remember even two of these from today, remember variety and adequacy. We need enough energy and enough of the macronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And you're going to achieve that by enjoying a wide variety of foods. I also want to briefly take a moment to talk about the Australian Dietary Guidelines and the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating. So the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating has a pie chart, or some people call it a plate, with the five food groups. So about a third of the plate is for grains. So thinking rice, bread, noodles or pasta, and oats. Then another third has vegetables and legumes or beans. And the last third is split into three groups. So the first is what we often just call the proteins. So lean meats, fish, tofu, eggs, nuts and seeds, and legumes here as well. Then we've got milk, yogurt, cheese, and or alternatives. And then the last food group is fruits. This is a very simplified view of nutrition, but it is a good starting point and it's a good foundation for achieving that adequacy and variety as well. So you can find that guide on the eatforhealth.gov.au website and the Australian Dietary Guidelines are also there. Again, very general, broad and simple guidelines, but they are an important foundation as well. Now I want to move on and briefly talk about dichotomous thinking when it comes to foods. So this basically means thinking in black and white. So for example, thinking food is either good for you or it's bad for you. I said it before and I'll say it again, food is not bad for you. 
Poison is bad for you. Food is not. Yes, there are some things we want to limit, but you never have to feel bad for eating something with a lower nutrient density. Your body doesn't recognize it as bad. Your body just does what it does. Your body is for you. It is not against you. But when you restrict yourself entirely and then end up binging and then feeling guilty and going back into restrictive habits, then you are working against your body. Obviously, I am not a doctor or a therapist and I don't have experience with treating eating disorders. But I do just want to say on this, look for ways to stop your dichotomous thinking or at least challenge yourself on those thoughts when you have them. You want to free yourself from that shame and guilt surrounding your food choices. Enjoyment is good for you. Enjoying foods is good for you. I enjoy my veggie packed dinner and most nights I also enjoy dessert of some kind, whether it's an ice cream, apple pie or a nice creamy hot chocolate. These are things that I enjoy and I will never ever feel guilty about that again. And I don't go overboard and binge on these things because I don't need to, because I know that I'm always allowed to enjoy them when I feel like them. So in terms of practical application of all this, I like to base my diet around main meals and that's where I try to get as many nutrients as I can packed in. So I normally focus on getting as many vegetables as I can in those meals. The biggest tip I can give you for this is find a recipe book that you like and will actually use. So for an example, I got a vegan recipe book called Rise and Shine by Hayley Carey. And I am not vegan, but I tried her recipes before and I loved them. They are super simple and easy and always really nutritious because they are plant-based. Occasionally, I do make switches since I'm not actually vegan, but for the most part, having a book full of recipes I can easily follow and I love just makes my meal planning, grocery shopping and cooking process so much easier. My second tip is to plan your grocery shop. I know what it's like to randomly throw veggies into the trolley with good intentions and then end up throwing them out at the end of the week because you didn't end up using them. Plan your meals and plan your grocery shop carefully. Make sure you have everything you need, but don't just go overboard hoping that you'll end up using those groceries. And my third tip for you is don't listen to the fad dieters. People will always be trying to come up with the best new diet and the new things for your health, but we know what is good for us. Remember that old saying, two fruit and five veg? Aim for that. It might be old advice, but it's still good advice. You don't need to be looking for new ways to eat a nutritious diet. We know how. We just don't want to do it. So in closing, I want to remind you, if you are now thinking you're going to reboot your nutrition habits, don't think about what you're going to cut out. Think about what you're going to add into your diet. And remember that what you eat 
is a very, very small part of your health. It is important, but it's not worth beating yourself up over. It's not worth the shame and guilt and stress and anxiety that we give to it. You do need to aim to get as many nutrient-dense foods as you can into your diet, but you also need to enjoy your food. You could have the most nutrient-dense diet in the world, but if you're not enjoying it and if you feel guilty and shameful about eating anything other than vegetables, then in my opinion, that is not healthy. And one final reminder, health is different for everyone. We all have different needs and preferences in our diet. What works for your friend might not work for you, and that's okay. You have to find out what works for you and just keep implementing these small habits and small changes to make you feel good. So to finish off today's episode, our pact for this week is to try a new plant-based recipe. So when I say plant-based, I don't mean vegan. I mean that the recipe is based mainly on plants. It might still have meat or other animal products in it, and that's fine. But we want it to focus on the plants. So in this recipe, I want it to have at least two vegetables that you don't normally have in your week. So we're trying to increase your vegetable intake here and increasing variety in your diet as well. So whether you make a new recipe yourself or find something online or in a recipe book that you have already, I don't mind. And it can be as simple as a sandwich or as fancy as fine dining. Whatever you do, I just want you to enjoy the recipe and have those two new vegetables you wouldn't normally use. I would love for you to show me your creations as well. You can post them on Instagram and tag me and let me know how you go with this one. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week on the Balancing Pact podcast.